0: And now, the award-winning Powerhouse Voice of Radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back. In our second half, we are going to talk to Roberta Grimes about the fun of dying, about the fun of growing forever. Uh, A very, very interesting topic, the fun of dying. Roberta Grimes is a business attorney with a degree in early Christian history. Following two experiences of light in childhood, she spent decades studying nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent afterlife evidence, and at length she developed a detailed picture of what happens at and after death. Roberta's The Fun of Dying was first published in 2010, and The Fun of Staying in Touch came out in 2014. When she realized that 2,000 years ago, Jesus told us things about God, reality, life, death, and the afterlife, and the meaning of purpose, she then published Liberating Jesus in 2015. And now she has, an, uh, she has another book, The Fun of Growing Forever. So, this is her new book, The Fun of Growing Forever. And nothing in this book is religious, and she's going to talk to us about just that topic. Welcome, Roberta. Hi, I'm so glad to be with you today. Yeah, it's fun. I know you were on with me before a few years ago. So let's talk about um, the title.
2: The title, The Fun of Growing Forever. Explain the title. Well, here's the thing. Um, We now understand from the dead and actually from a number of sources that the reason we're here is to learn to grow spiritually. And we even know what spiritual growth is. And... We also uh, have a I think, an understanding that's why the universe exists. I mean, this is serious stuff. That's the reason we we're here. That's the reason bad things happen to good people. And we all want to get an A in this because the the more we grow spiritually here, the higher will be the level of the afterlife that we can reach. And the higher you go, the more fun it is. so um wow. When I came to understand that actually Jesus told us all this stuff 2,000 years ago, it's right there in the Gospels, it's just that people haven't until recently understood what he was talking about. Um, I wrote The Fun of Growing Forever as it's the easiest way for us to ace this lifetime. The easiest way by far to grow spiritually is just to do what Jesus told us to do, and it's all there in The Fun of Growing Forever. Mm. So tell
1: us... um why are you so passionate about understanding the
2: afterlife? What, what moved you to do that? Well, it started for me when I was eight, and I had an extraordinary experience of light. And a voice said, you wouldn't know what it is to have me if you didn't know what it is to be without me. I will never leave you again. And at the time, I, of course, didn't think that was remarkable because I was a kid. I assumed everybody had that happen to them, but I never talked about it. And finally, I went to college and majored in in Christianity just because I figured eventually someone would talk about what had happened to me, but nobody did. So I had to figure it out myself. And that's what got me interested in studying the afterlife. We have nearly 200 years of evidence. It's all absolutely consistent. So I figured it out. And then I taught myself a little basic quantum physics, and that helped me understand the the physics of the greater reality we enter at death. And the more you learn about this, it's like peanuts. The more you learn about it, the more you want to know, because it's all one gigantic truth. It all fits together. There's no outlying information at all. That's kind of why it's so addictive, because nobody else but but a few researchers who everyone thinks are crazy, nobody else is studying this. The scientists have been running around in circles for a hundred years. They have no clue what they're doing, and we, we're figuring it all out. We can't wait for them to begin to get a clue and join us. Mm, amazing. Now, here's my question: When you
1: say you know it's all here, and and you know, we, it, we, it's being noticed. Whatever we're doing, in other words, we may not notice it, but certainly God. You know, they're out there. So we are accountable, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So my question is, is will life be more difficult when we pass if we have made some major mistakes in this life? What do you think, Roberta?
2: Depends. It depends. The only judge, after one goes, is oneself. And in fact, uh-huh. Jesus tells us that in the Gospels. He says, God doesn't judge us, and he doesn't judge us. And we are the only judge. But we judge ourselves pretty harshly because we planned this lifetime and we know what we planned and why we planned to have this or that bad thing happen because it was a way for us to grow spiritually. So if we screw that up, if we instead hold a grudge forever or kill ourselves or do something that it makes us go darn it after we transition, we can judge ourselves very harshly. That's the risk. But there's nothing, there is no such thing as sin. That's a human term. The only criterion is whether or not what we're doing is done out of love or out of fear. That's the the only criterion.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So, why do you say that no religion puts spiritual growth first? That's confusing to me, but I know you say that.
2: Well, here's the thing spiritual growth we have to understand how reality is constructed the only thing that exists is what we experience as human consciousness now we have only access to maybe 10 percent of our own minds when we're here most of most consciousness is actually much more powerful and much greater than we can possibly imagine and it's what holds the universe in existence it's continuously manifesting what we think we see around us and our minds are part of that and consciousness it exists in a range of vibrations from the lowest, which is ab- absolute fear, and you know around that are all the other negative things, uh, you know, hatred, anger, uh, grief, uh, you know, all those things, jealousy, all those things are, are at the low end. At the high end is perfect love. That's our goal. Our goal is to raise our own vibrations while we're here toward more perfect love. Mm-hmm. The problem is we look to religions to help us do that. But religions are based in fear. Certainly Christianity is, but nearly all of them are, of which I'm aware. Fear of God. I mean, you know, good good God-fearing man is what we'll say about someone who we think is a great Christian. Well, God-fearing is the very antithesis of what we're supposed to be doing here. We're Mm. supposed to be loving God. Jesus says all of this. So no Christian has any excuse. For fearing God, no, no possibility of an excuse, and yet that's what the churches teach, and they teach it for a simple reason: Uh, when when you're afraid, that's a powerful motivator to make yourself get up on Sundays, go to church, and put money in the till. Mm. I hate to say that, but that's why we're afraid.
1: Yeah, I have a question. Um, do you then believe that when you pass that you can communicate with those people that are still here? Of course. Or do you, so do you communicate with your loved ones who have passed?
2: Um, I have, enough to know that they're fine, but uh, different people have different sort of mindsets. My interest in communicating with my own loved ones is less than is my interest in communicating with my, my spirit guides who are the ones who are helping me do this work. And, uh, yes, that's very important to me. All of us have spirit guides, which most people just aren't aware of it.
1: Hmm. So do you have a sense of what it's like in heaven? I mean, we watch the movies. There are a few movies that just came out. One where the little girl uh, was very sick and then had an accident. I have to remember the name of the movie, but it was very powerful true story, and she fell out of a tree, and she felt that she went to heaven when that happened, and there's a new movie called The Shack, I mean, there's a lot of movies that show you these beautiful pictures of heaven, I mean, just, you know, beautiful, bright colors. What do you think?
2: Well, uh, first, personally, I don't know any of those movies, because it's one of the handicaps of the work I do that I can't see any movie or any kind of entertainment that might make me think... That because I'll remember the movie and I'll think I actually read about it somewhere and I'll think it's real. So I sort of have to keep my input very pure. I can't see those movies. I've heard about them, though. I know a little uh. about them. But in point of fact, what the dead consistently describe is an infinitely beautiful, very earth-like place that we enter yeah. at death. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, we, we think it's at level three. I mean, there's, there are no levels in fact. It's, it's just that everything exists on a range of energy vibrations and we we... For convenience, uh, name the entry level level three, and it it looks like the Earth, but of course there's no decay, intense colors that we can't imagine because they're beyond the, the visible light spectrum, and it's just it's just perfect. Whatever you can imagine as perfection, that's what it looks like, and it's very very beautiful.
1: Mm. I mean, well, that's what it shows when you see the movies.
2: Okay, <laughs> well then you're right.
1: The <laughs> and you yeah yeah. <laughs> so, Roberta, what is it? What is it that you want people to get? I mean, you know, if, if they walk away from this interview or they read your books, what do you want them to really know and internalize that they didn't know before?
2: The most important thing and the thing that will transform your life is when you are certain of the fact, and this is truth, immutable truth, you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And you are, you are infinitely loved. You yourself are the most beloved child of an infinitely powerful, eternal God. That's what I want people to know. It's the opposite of what many, many religions, including Christianity, teach. Well, and if everyone construct. felt that way, if everyone no, felt that way, we'd have a
1: very different world, wouldn't we? We certainly totally would.
2: And it's the truth, too. It's much easier to be happy when you know the truth and you're not worried and you have no fears. Fear of death is the base fear. Once you conquer that, you don't have. You really don't fear anything, including the mortgage payment. You don't fear anything. And that's a beautiful way to live because then you can easily raise your spiritual vibration. Basically, then you're really doing. If you like Christianity, if that's your flavor, believe me, the, the, the words of Jesus are the easiest course. A rapid spiritual growth even if you never even if you never cared for christianity it's just easier because most other prescriptions for growing spiritually want you to do stuff meditate and you know maybe have a guru and chant and do this and do that you don't have to do any of those things all you have to do is follow jesus in the right way it's very easy and has nothing mm. nothing to do with the religion called christianity
1: Interesting. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are talking more to Roberta Grimes and her new book. She's written many. Her new book is The Fun of Growing Forever. And this is very much about what happens at and after death. And she makes it fun. And she's written many books, The Fun of Staying in Touch. uh, And this last book, again, is The Fun of Growing Forever. It's the fun series, and it's not religious, but it helps you live a life of fun and joy. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. will be right back.
3: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com.
0: Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety.
3: What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: My guest is Roberta Grimes, and her book is The Fun of Growing Forever. Roberta is very interesting. She's a business attorney with a degree in early Christian history. And following two experiences of light in her childhood, she spent decades studying nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent afterlife evidence. And she developed a detailed picture of what it is at and after death. She's written several books about this. They're called The Fun Trilogy, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, and she wrote a book called Liberating Jesus, and her book we're talking about right now is The Fun of Growing Forever. Welcome back, Roberta.
2: Hi. All right, we to we
1: are, we are. I've got a few <laughs> questions, but I want to start with one that I'm going to ask you about this. What is your feeling about physical illness, whether it's cancer, whether it's, um, you know, any threatening disease that really debilitates you, do you think that in our light body, if you will, do you
2: think we have the ability to heal ourselves? Oh, absolutely. Apparently, illness comes from the mind. I can give you a very recent example from my own life. Probably my very dearest friend has been a long-term uh, cancer patient. It come, keeps coming back. I mean, she's had a mastectomy. She's had it all over her body, and then it came back in her lymph nodes, and stage four, very serious illness. Now, she is doing very important, very powerful spiritual work, and um, uh, our, a mutual friend of ours, Suzanne Wilson, is the best medium I have ever encountered. She doesn't take any pry up any public uh, cases anymore. Uh, she, will, she will no longer do readings for people she's not done readings for in the past, but she has done readings for us in the past, so she was doing a reading for my friend just a few weeks ago, and um, well, maybe, maybe a month, month and a half now, and uh, she t- the, the, the beings who are, who are the guides to my friend told her that because the work she's doing is so important, they have put off what would have been an exit point coming up, and she is now cancer-free, Oh, that was wow. good news. And then, the, then so, so the next day, um, she had to go in because she was about to go in and have more chemo. She had to go in and have the chemo, and she did. And before they did the chemo, they had to do levels, uh, cancer indicator levels in her blood. They did the blood test. They came back and did the blood test again. And then they came back and told her, we can't find any evidence of cancer. We're going to do the chemo. But, but we also have drawn a whole bunch of blood, and we'll let you know on Monday, but we think you may have had a miraculous cure. And the, and the cure rate for this, uh, to, to just have a spontaneous remission, is in like 1% or 2%. Monday they called her. They said, don't come back. You're all, you're all better. This mm. just happened. Mm. So and yeah. she got oh, better. Oh, yeah. Yes. When you are working in tune with spirit, miracles happen every day. You can't fight spirit. Spirit is the only power there is, and the more you fight it, the worse it is for you. That's all. You hurt yourself when you fight spirit. But I thought that was amazing, because the work she's doing is so important. she doesn't have cancer anymore, and that's, it's been a constant for, for you know a decade. That's been a constant worry.
3: Hmm.
1: Pretty amazing really is i mean it's it, it's it's about hope because i think there are many people that do have other diseases and they just say look you know my days are numbered this is the way it is
2: see there, there are a number of ways to look at it um it because cancer and all illnesses and again this is an area where i'm not expert but from what i have seen these these are our, our problems that come from our minds and our minds can overcome them there are there are um uh, Reiki healers and other healers who have done miraculous work, and when you work, when you're working closely with your own guides and we all have them, uh, they will help you in ways that uh, you know are quite practical because they want to keep you going. I mean, my my guides are bugging me all the time about doing this or that for my health, and so I say to them, you know, if you want me to keep going, you're, you're going to have to keep tuning up the engine. I don't have time to deal with it, and so far they've done that.
1: That's interesting. And what do you mean when you say tuning up the engine? You mean
2: advising me? No, what do you I mean, mean? Make, they, they can actually work on our bodies, and, and they're doing that all the time, um, t- trying to, to, to fix what's broken in our bodies. I mean, I'm, in, I'm old now. I'm almost 71, and uh, I'm, they, they know I'm perfectly unafraid to leave, so if they want me to stay healthy, it's going to be up to them to you know regulate what happens in my body, and they have the power to do that.
1: Yeah, terrific. Let's talk about um, two things that I think hold people or that make a difference. One is gratitude and one is forgiveness. And that's kind of the opposite of bitterness and anger. So talk about those emotions, Roberta.
2: Bitterness and anger are good ways to hurt yourself. Holding a grudge is guaranteed to to lower your spiritual vibration, make you unhappy, and wreck your life. There's the only... The people that hurt you... Don't care. You aren't hurting them if you're bitter. There's, there's not, you have to get past it. And the way to get past it is to basically do what Jesus suggested and forgive. But you can't forgive each thing. If you try to do that, you'll spend your life doing it and you'll make yourself crazy. But we have some advantages which many people are not aware of. Well, we come here because we're here to grow spiritually, we sort of strip our, strip down. We have access to a limited part of our mind. Just as you go to the gym to get on those machines and and stretch your your physical muscles, well it, you, you, you strip down to just a small part of your mind stretch to, to, to stretch your, to your, uh, your your spiritual muscles, And that part of the mind you access has some important characteristics. It's very lazy, it's habit-driven, and it easily changes its habits. We can use that to learn to forgive so we never have to bother with forgiveness again because nothing ever bothers us again. And it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, probably the hardest way to do it is the way I do it. and We're used to I haven't had to do this probably in five years. But when something is about to bother you, it's best to catch it when you know it's about to bother you. You can do this after it does, but sometimes you have to do it two or three times before you start to feel better. You immediately gather it all up with your arms. Use whole sweeps of your arms. Make a nice, tight, you know, imaginary ball of whatever is bugging you and put all the people in that little ball that you're making with your your with both hands. Jump in yourself because you probably are part of the problem. And then you push it away and you say, I love you, I bless you, I forgive, and I release. And you mean it. Every word of that. If you do that every time something is about to bother you, you'll find that within a month, takes less time even than that, you stop noticing negative things. It just stops wow. not stop bothering you. The reason is simple. Your mind is lazy. You've trained your mind to offer up. Every time someone cuts in front of me, that's a, a trigger. I've got to become upset. Well, you can train it not to bother about that. You can train it not to bother about anything. When I, when I did this, and this was this is probably 2011 when I was working on this, when I, when I really got that this was the way to do it, within about six weeks I, I, I noticed one day that something had happened that used to really set me off. I don't even remember what it was now. But what was amazing is I just saw that it, there it was, but it didn't bother me at all. I didn't even react. I didn't register. I, I just happened to notice. And that was when I realized that we all have these sort of levers on the outside that people can, can can fiddle with and they make us crazy on the inside. Well, all those levers get disconnected. You've trained your mind not to bother about them. And it's, you become peaceful inside in a way I never had been peaceful in my life before. Mm. It's, the beauty so, of it so is it stays. It's, ten, it's okay. permanent. You never, you'd never go know. back to who you were.
1: Amazing. All right, we've only got two minutes, so te- repeat that again just quickly. Um, so it's about, something's about to bother you. Yes. You grab it up
2: fid- figuratively in your arms. Yes, and you, you, with your hands, you form a nice tight ball. You jump into it. You put every person involved into it. You, you get it, and then with both hands, you just imagine you're pushing it away. I love you. I bless you, and you've got to mean those things. I forgive and I release And if it still is a little bothering you, in the beginning that happens, you just do it again. Your mind is Mm -hmm. lazy enough, it's not going to bother you with things anymore if you've trained it not to. That's all all it takes. That's That's permanent forgiveness. All right, what would you like to leave our listeners with before we close? Just remember that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end, and you are infinitely, infinitely loved. That's all.
1: Thank you, Roberta.
2: Thank you. And tell people how to get your book. Of course, Amazon.com, bookstores too, but the Amazon.com is easiest. And if you want to contact me, RobertaGrimes.com has a contact block. Just go there. And if you'd like to hear me talk more, go to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Seek anywhere, Reality. on iTunes or anywhere. Yes. Seek Reality. Oh, is it a podcast? It's a podcast. It starts as a radio show, becomes a podcast. There's an app too. There's a free app on the um, in the app uh, store. Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I hear from people all the time who love that app.
1: Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. Thanks so much, Roberta Grimes. Thanks for being on the program. Thank you, Patricia. it has been fun. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now.